against the odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with spaghetti and meatballs, making magic behind the glass. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hi, Sal. What's going on, buddy? You guys are going on extrapoints.com. You make picks every day. Check out our arcade at extrapoints.com slash arcade. Free to play pro and college pick them contest. Plus our prop culture contest. Questions about dancing with the stars. Kim K and Pete Davidson. Al Roker at the Macy's Parade. Everything November. You win. You get a nice gold extra points hat. Only a few in existence. So we're going to preview seven pro games and three college games. But first... Let's quickly recap the Thursday night game. I picked the Ravens on the Fox NFL pregame show. That is my fourth loser in a row. I am all of a sudden a disaster after picking 11 in a row correctly. <sighs> Baltimore didn't show up. John Harbaugh said it was his fault. His team was unprepared, and that's exactly how it looked. Someone who was prepared, our very own Harry, who did something both great and terrible. Harry, why don't you explain what happened? Well, Sal, insane fashion. I hit my spite bet of Miami at 39 to one for the defense. And like a bum, I didn't bet it. I totally forgot. But let's be honest. No one thought that was going to win. Hopefully some listeners jumped on board with H dogs, Dolphins defensive play at 39 to one. But nope, I didn't bet it. Damn it. Nice work. H dog. He gives out a 39 to one winner and doesn't bet it himself. That is such a Harry move. I can't even tell you. Disaster of a game. Let's get right into Sunday's action. The Patriots and the Browns. What a game. You know, I mentioned, Parley Kid, that the thing with the AFC North and the AFC West, you have every team has five wins except for the Ravens who have six. And they play each other. That division plays each other. So there's going to be playoff games every week. Now, I don't even know why I mentioned that with the Patriots because they're not in either of those divisions, but this is one of the few tough ones uh, out of the gate here. One and a half, 45 and a half. Did I get that number right? Or is it, uh, has it gone up? We know that That's there's it. no Nick Chubb. There's, yep, there's no Nick Chubb. So it's one and a half. They're a favorite, a short favorite at home where they've struggled. One and four at home, 45 and a half. Look, I was ready to write off the Pats. They lost, like I said, four or five at home. They beat the Jets twice, and they beat the Texans. I was like, this is this is what they do. They beat up on bad teams. But then they played the Cowboys close. And they beat up on the Chargers, and they took care of business versus the Panthers. I don't love Mac Jones as much as everybody else to come through with big plays, but I certainly don't love Baker Mayfield to step it up in a big spot here with no Nick Chubb out, COVID. Not going to be able to run the ball too well against you know this Patriots defense who – it's pretty stingy against the run. Anyway, I know Miles Garrett typically feasts on young quarterbacks, but Cleveland deceptively average defense. In fact, they've allowed 17 touchdown passes, 29th in the league. So maybe Mac Jones has a game, and maybe they beat up on the Cleveland Browns, who are 7 and 15 against spread in the last 22 mm. versus the AFC. Take it for what it's worth 21 17, Harry. The Browns. Who's to the Patriots? You disagree? Yeah, I'm on the Browns. Look, no Beckham last week. No problem for Cleveland. They played off, played the best game of the season. Uh, Njoku, Donovan Peoples-Jones, both 16 yards, at least uh, a catch. They're not going to be afraid to go downfield against uh, New England. Uh, Damian Harris, def- question mark, 
questionable for uh, New England. And New England, he's mentioned, Sal, much better on the road than at home. One and four this year at home. And the win was against the Jets. I'm taking the Browns. I took the Browns for the AFC Championship. I took them for the North. I'm not backing down from you now. I'm taking the Browns. <laughs> I love it because I'm like, I'm sorry. I give away your secret, Harry. But like you can tell when Harry's reading, it's like, Damian Harris, a question mark? Oh, shit. Uh, I meant questionable. I put a question mark. <laughs> How do you know right, I put a question mark there? <laughs> well, then why did you say a question mark? No, I, I did put All a right. question mark. But you're about to <laughs> <laughs> let's see. It. Show us the question mark. Show us the question mark. What's going on? Oh All right, God. let's move on to the other game. Uh, Parlay Kid, Green Bay, three and a half, 49 and a half over Seattle. The Seahawks had an extra week to prepare. Russ, I believe, is back. He's posting all over social media. He's back. I mean, you'd think he was gone like uh, he fought in a war or something. Yeah. He was gone for three weeks. But uh, I think this is his remember me game. No one's talking about Russ, obviously, because he hasn't played. Rodgers may take a minute to get back in his groove here. The COVID effects could linger a little bit. And not to mention, it's an absolute must-win kitchen sink game for Seattle. They lose, you lose in that division. You find yourself in last place. That's just how it is with them. And uh, the 49ers, Seattle crushed the Jags before that Rams, Steelers, Saints. They had a chance to win every single one of those games. You know, Smith had a shot at the game, at the game winning touchdown in the final minutes of all the fourth quarters of those games. I said the week off helps the Seahawks four and one against the spread and their last five overall. I think the odds makers see it. FanDuel sees it as, these teams are fairly even when Russell Wilson comes back, but you're taking the Packers, Parlay Kid. Yes, I am, Sal. Uh, listen, after that, say, game one this year, right, when the Saints speed up on the Packers, uh, Rodgers told everybody, you know, relax. One game. Happened years ago. Rodgers. Was relax. that this year? Oh, yeah, he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. He's I mean, you thing. know that whole yeah. thing. And we know what happened. To me, this the writing is on the wall for this game. Rodgers is going to play. And he's going to be exceptional just because that's kind of what he does. And I'm not a Rodgers guy. I've never been a Rodgers guy. I don't particularly like him way before any of this stuff was going on. But he does kind of back up, you know, things he says uh, and usually with the way he plays. And I think Rodgers is going to come out and he's going to play exceptional. I think Wilson is going to show more rust than Rodgers is going to. Uh, I think the Packers... Cover this three and a half, Sal, rather easily. I think w Wilson shows some rust. Seattle's season is over after this game, so mm. they will not recover. They'll be done uh, sitting at uh, three and six or whatever they'll be at that point. Uh, it's over yeah, for them. Right. And then, look, the Packers, uh, they bounce back. Well, how often do the Packers uh, lose two in a row? I think they'll get it together. Their offense explodes this week against Seattle. Yeah, I think I'm reading into the line too much. I think it's too low, and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe Seattle, right, Harry? You agree with me? Like, I, I think I predicted this I Sunday night. You know, I thought it'd be like five and a half that. or six. Oh, oh yeah, I thought it was gonna be higher than that, but yep. you know, I don't believe going, in the fishy line. The so I don't believe in the fishy right. line. You just take it for what it is. Listen, I think it's a gift. They've given us a gift at three and a half right now. So, believe me, I usually love Green Bay. They give away free money every single week, and no one backs them in the tough games. And uh, this could be another example, but again, a must win, I think, for Seattle. Uh, Denver, home, two and a half, Brother Bry. Went down to two and mm. a half against Philly. It's in Denver. 45 is the over-under. I've been down on the Broncos, but, well, first of all, I pick them every year to do great things. Uh, now I've been down on them, except for last week. 
parlay kid. I said they would cover against the Cowboys. I didn't expect them to get out to a 30 nothing lead. That's for damn sure. Uh, I thought they'd keep it close. And now I think this is a hangover game. Eagles could have beaten the Chargers. Now they're off to Denver. Jalen Hurts picks up more big plays every week. Like he scrambles for first downs. Like I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't want him on my team necessarily. I still think he's in the bottom, like 12 quarterbacks, but um, getting better and better. I think it's underrated, the improvement he's made. And he knows how to play big, big games every week. I don't think this team's going far, but just when you want to count on Denver to do something, they stab you in the neck. They're 4-10-1 <laughs> and one against the spread in the last 15 as a home favorite, as good as Teddy Two Gloves is on the road or as an underdog on the road. Uh, against the spread, 4-10-1, mm. last 15 as a home favorite. Mm. I'm taking Philly in the short number. Brother Brian, you like them? Yeah, it's funny. When it was at three, I liked Philly. When it was when it went to two and a half, mm-hmm. I liked Denver. I know I know they've been so bad at times. I actually can't believe they're five and four. And, and that Browns game did traumatize me too because I had a bunch, <laughs> put a bunch on Denver in that game. Uh, but the one thing we know, right, is Denver's defense is good. Uh, it's funny. Mm. They, they were dominated – their line was dominated in that one Cleveland game, although they still only gave up 17 points. But really, the Raiders game was the game where the, their defense got beat up. But this is what I'm banking this on. And this is what I have to go by. The Broncos are 3-0 and straight up and against the spread against the NFC East. The Eagles are 0-3 straight up and against the spread against the AFC West. Because of that, there's no way I can back the Eagles again. I've said this earlier in the season. It's hard to back the NFC East teams especially when they cross over to uh, the AFC Uh here. So I'm taking Denver. Maybe they found their mojo last week. You know, I know it's tough with uh, when Bridgewater's not on the road, it's tough to back them, but it's, it's hard not to when it's only two and a half. It is low. And you're right about the AFC NFC thing. I just think it's a little too many game. One of these lines has to be fishy, right? Green Bay, three and a half, Denver, two and a half. What about this one? Tennessee, two and a half, 44 and a half over New Orleans. This is our better edge game, and my better edge goes to the New Orleans Saints. This is like the fifth straight playoff team the Titans have met, and it's I, I include the Saints as a playoff team because they're sixth right now. It's got to end sometime. And I think Trevor Simeon gets the bulk of the snaps. Did pretty good last week. 249, two touchdowns, 25 of 41. Was not intercepted. Saints 4-1 and one against the spread in the last five in November. They win 27-24. And they get my better edge. Parlay Kid, do you agree? I agree with you, Sal. The Saints are 3-0 and straight up when entering the game as an underdog. And after a huge win over the Rams, the Titans will suffer the proverbial letdown and lose outright to the Saints in this one, Sal. Mm. All right, Harry. Who that? That's right. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Saints as well. 3-1 and one straight up in the last four versus AFC teams. Saints just a game behind Tampa Bay. And they already beat Brady this season and are first in rushing yards against, third in points against Simeon. Like you mentioned, Sal, he's looked pretty good. He's done all right these two weeks he's played. No turnovers, no picks, and the Saints get it done. All right, Brother Bry, you're wisely going against the grain here. And the three I was, was, was going to say, when we've done the better edge, right, when we've jumped on all together, I feel like we've gotten killed on these games. But, yes, yes I am taking the uh, – my better edge goes to the under 44-and-a-half. The Titans have been very solid defensively lately, and – when, if you watch that game on Sunday night, the former Raider, Danico Autry, and Jeffrey Simmons were all over the field. They were causing so much problem for Stafford. Uh, the Titans, even without Henry, will continue to run the ball. You know, with the Saints' QB situation, I would think they'll be run heavy in this game. 
if Simeon's throwing 40 times again in this game, they're getting killed. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not good for the Saints here. But I think both defense step up here. And I think this goes um, under the 44 and a half. All right. There you go. All right. So you heard it. Three of us have the Saints. We know exactly <laughs> what to do. The Tennessee Titans. Contention their streak. Good Lord. All right. You know, we've been talking about Better Edge for weeks now. Many of you have checked it out, given positive feedback. For those who haven't checked out Better Edge, do it because there's a bigger incentive this week, giving away three entries to a signed Alvin Kamara jersey. Oh, that's fun. Part of this week's Better Edge. Just sign up at betteredge.com. That's B E T T O R E D G E.com with code AAO before Sunday, November 14th at midnight Pacific time for your chance to win. That's betteredge.com, code A-A-O. All right, let's give you another one. Chargers, is this also two and a half Vikings? I mean, really, every home team that's better is going to give two and a half? No, in fact, it's three. It's gone up to three and 53 against the Vikings. Mm. And as much as I like to uh, make fun of Harry here because he's all over uh, you like that and Kirk Cousins, I'm taking the Vikings. They were my pup of the week. Uh, last week against the Ravens, unlike everybody, they blew the game to the Ravens in the fourth quarter. Kenny Willickis for Danell Hunter has uh, been, I'm not going to say that's a straight up good swap there, but he's in for Danell Hunter's out for the year. He had a total of seven tackles and a half a sack last week. Big Dalvin Cook distraction, obviously, this week. I think he creates his own distraction by running all over the Chargers, who's defensively against the rush, dead last I predicted it last week. He had 110 and only 17 carries. Maybe they should have given him the ball more. They might have won that game. He goes crazy. Again, Vikings, 7-3 and three against the number in the last 10 as an underdog. I think they win 30-24. You don't mind that number, Harry, right? You're going over 53. Yeah, I'm going to go over 53 here. I think neither offenses get stopped in this game. Nice to see Keenan Allen finally have a nice game last week for, uh, with Herbert. Uh, he had over 100 yards on 12 catches. Um Chargers averaged 33 a game in the last three home games. Meanwhile, the Vikings this year on the road, on the road, putting up the numbers, 24, 33, 34, 31, averaging 31 on the road, his cousins and the the Vikings. Let's go with the over here. And like you mentioned, Sal, also last in rushing defense are the Chargers. Cook should go wild on Sunday. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk Cowboys. All right, we're back. Cowboys, nine-point favorite, 54-and-a-half against Atlanta. Parlay kid, you and I will handle this one. I hate this game for so many reasons. Uh, You know, I love the Falcons this year. I bet them. Parlay kid, you made fun of me. They got trounced the first game, and now all of a sudden they have the seventh seed in the NFC. Uh, After I swore them off, after they lost to the Panthers, now they beat the Saints. Matt Ryan, Offensive Player of the Week. Like I said, they hold the seven seed. Cowboys looked miserable last week. They barely had the ball. I don't know, Parley Kid. Do we have another dud in us? I mean, this is always a weird matchup, right? That that onside kick craziness in week two last year. They may have a tough time covering pits. I think there's going to be scoring on both sides. Atlanta 11 and five against the spread in the last 16 road games. That doesn't seem right, but I guess it is. Dallas 0 and four against the number in the last four following a double-digit loss at home. All right, well, that's that goes back. That's the old Cowboys, right? Parlay kid, we're not going to have trouble here. I, I think we have a little trouble praying we pull out a 30-27 without a kicker. I mean, without our kicker, Zerline, right? COVID concerns. Yeah, I'm going Dallas by three. Take Atlanta plus the nine. 
Hey, I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna fall into this trap like I did last week uh, with the Cowboys. Um, and it was that was too hard for me to handle. So I'm gonna back <laughs> you here, Sal. I'm gonna back you here with the points, only because I think this Falcons offense can score on Dallas. I think Dallas wins this game, Sal. I think I'd be. I think Cowboys fans would be uh, extremely disappointed uh, in a loss here. The Falcons should not be able to beat them. Cowboys should not lose two in a row back-to-back games on their home turf. That being said, the nine, uh, is it nine or nine and a half, Sal? What, what, what did you say? I, it was? I saw nine. Okay. I think it's nine. It, yeah. it's, it's nine. I just think that's a little high. Um, I think maybe come for the Cowboys, if, again, if this was last week, I would have agreed with that. After last week, I think the Cowboys, their defense, teams might be figuring it out a little bit. Uh, I do think the difference uh. here is, Matt Ryan is statuesque. Uh, I think that Parsons will get to him a few times, cause a turnover or two. Dak is too prideful to have this offense um, slump for two weeks in a row. He'll get it going. The right. offense will score a ton of points. This is going to be something like 35-30 Cowboys win. All right. I mean, because we know they're going to disappoint us on Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Uh, let's hope. They, they let's go, hope. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm Prize gearing Raiders. up for, right? Like it's like they, I, I know sooner or later. But uh, and they have the Chiefs next week. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, in Arrowhead. I hope they're not looking forward. They have to win this one. They have to win. Don't this screw game. around here. Do it. We get eight wins. We win the division. That'll be nice. Let this be one of them. Uh, Bry KC goes into Vegas against your Raiders. Two and a half point favorite. The Chiefs are fifty-two and a half is the over under. I'm not writing the Raiders off. Some people are. Not doing it. They were my preseason wild card team, and I know since then, there's a lot's gone down with them between the front office weirdness, their president quitting. Mm. I don't know what the hell happened there. Gruden stuff, the Henry Ruggs tragedy, awful shit, left and right. But I'm not betting on Patrick Mahomes for a while. Remember, I think we probably said we're never betting against him again. Now I'm not betting on him for a while. Uh, the defense is the best part of this Chiefs team. They'll out, I think, 16 points a game over the last four. But guess what? They're not facing Jordan Love. They're facing Derek Carr, who we know shines every other game, right? He's going to look like an MVP this game. Raiders 7-3 and three in their last 10 versus AFC West. 5-1 and one in their last 6 against the spread as an underdog. Chiefs, forget it. 0 for forever covering the spread. 0 for 4, uh, last 4 mm. versus AFC West against the spread. 5-16 and 16 is that number against the spread in their last 21. Give me the Raiders to win this game 33-30. Bry, come on. Whoa, a lot of points. You have no faith yeah. in the Raiders yeah, defense. Yeah, probably just go over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I like uh, the Raiders two and a half here. Um, although this seems like a, it's kind of like a loser leaves town match considering their records are okay. I mean, I feel like if the Raiders can't get by the Chiefs here at home, they probably are done with everything that's going on. Um, well, like I said, you got that AFC North every single week. There's going to be that's what makes 2021. I, I know it's, so it's great just yeah, I know, but it also seems right. I mean, obviously in the West you could turn it around, but yeah, in the Chiefs struggle again. They it just seems like they're done. Um, but before yeah. the season, right, it seemed like the Raiders were the one team who kind of figured out the Chiefs, right? Um, except those were shootouts, like like you're predicting. You know, they the Raiders covered um, they covered both games last year. They won the first game. The Raiders should be able to move the ball against them, even though the Chiefs' defense has played better. I wouldn't. I mean, the Raiders still should score, and and yeah. the def- and the Raiders' defense has been has been very good this year. So I, I'm actually surprised still how well they're playing. 
But like you said, you know, the Chiefs are three and 14 against the spread in their oh. last 17. Um, I don't know how after that, I don't know how you could back them as a road favorite here. Unless uh, between now and Sunday, some more Raiders drama comes out. I don't know what else is left. I think we've. Yeah, it's true. I don't know what else we could do. Um, yeah, so. some, uh, no, we <laughs> haven't heard anything about the Raiderettes or, uh, you know, maybe uh, yeah, there's, there's okay. a, an assault with the Blue Man Group. Who knows? Any, anything. I'm try, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Siegfried and Roy's <laughs> Tigers. I don't know. Those guys are yeah, alive. So give me the- They're implicated in the death of Siegfried. <laughs> I, it could be anything. It really could be anything. So give me, Roy, give me the two sure. and a half. Give me the two and a half. All right. I'm with you there. FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same game parlay, three legs or more. Your bet doesn't win. FanDuel pays you back up to $10. Let's take this uh, Raiders-Chiefs game. Maybe Carr. You like him to score a lot of points, all right? Over passing yards, right? Raiders total points. Over. Uh, what do we like? Maybe Waller to go over yards. You can get Nice odds there. You probably get five or six to one on that three that I just mentioned. Fast payouts and as little as two hours. Easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sportsbook. Same game parlay bets. No feeling like nailing a same game parlay. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. Get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code against all odds. And if your first bet loses, Get up to a grand back in site credit. That is promo code against all odds. FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Yes. All right. NCAA football. What did I pick? Three games here? Three's enough. We go to Happy Valley. Penn State actually getting a point and a half against Michigan. Oh, this is a fun one. I'm going with mm. the Wolverines. They do it on the ground. Hassan Haskins. 829 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. Blake Corum, 778, 10 touchdowns. I know they lost to Michigan State, but they had 550 yards, more than 550 yards. A lot, to, a lot of good to take away from that. Uh, I'm going against Sean Clifford, even though he's looked good. Michigan hasn't allowed a touchdown pass in three games. Mm-hmm. Penn State, 0-6 against the spread in their last six games. Versus a team with a winning record, twenty-four to nineteen. I guess go under there too, but I like Michigan to win. Brian, you like the under? Yeah, I like the under forty-eight and a half. So even though Clifford's been pretty good the last two games, I, I don't trust Penn State's offense. I mean, especially. I mean, well, you'll always remember that Illinois game. Um, the fact the uh, fact yeah. that they couldn't put points up in that game was bad. That's probably a spiteful pick by me. I just could be spiteful. Yeah, I know. But you know, Penn State's defense been very good though, right? I mean, they held Ohio State to thirty three, and that's saying something, right? And, and then in all the other games, they played really well. And and when you look at the unders, the unders are seven and two in their nine games. To me, this just feels mm-hmm. like uh, you know, yeah, I was thinking the same. I mean, this is a twenty to seventeen type of game. I feel more comfortable. On the under here, I still don't necessarily trust Michigan. I don't trust necessarily either team, so I, I feel better taking the under here. All right. Harry, Brother Bry, you both. I think it was you two, and I love the bet. Oklahoma to not make the playoffs was plus money, right? Like plus 136 or yeah, something? Yeah, right. It's probably about the same now. I don't know if you want to, anybody want to dig that up, but I think the end is near, and it comes uh, tomorrow against Baylor. Five and a half. The Sooners are favored by 62 and a half is the over-under. is number one offense versus number two offense in the Big 12 and almost every metric. Um, I know Oklahoma, the last three, they won by an average of 23. 
points per game. Meanwhile, Baylor lost to TCU. Harry Keating was on the field harassing players. That's something else. Oh, Lord. <laughs> really something else. Uh, he was trying to go to a Cowboy fan. He went to the wrong field. Home and away splits for TCU are interesting. 5-0 and at home. Sorry, not TCU. For Baylor, 5-0 and at home, 2-2 two and two on the road. 42 points per game at home, a plus 14 margin. I like this Jerry Bohannon. Uh, 22 touchdowns, the most in Big 12, five interceptions this year. And despite what Chandler Morris did to them, Baylor allowing 20.6 points per game this season. It's third in the Big 12. This, though, is going to be a 35-31 thriller. Give me the Baylor Bears to win this game. Five and a half is a tad too much. I like that too, Sal. I mean, overall this season, Oklahoma's been very un-Oklahoma-like. A lot of close games. And that's been the easy part of the schedule. The tough part of the schedule is coming up now with this Baylor game. Then they get Iowa State. Then they get Oklahoma State after that. And you mentioned um, losing that game last week to TCU. I think the Bears and quarterback Bohannon bounce back here, play a tight, tough game, cover the spread, maybe even a little sprinkle on the money line here, Sal. Mm. All right, I'm looking now. Uh, what did they still have odds for the playoffs? Yeah, they're, they're still um, they're it's still plus one thirty six to not make the playoffs. To not make it. Yep, I like it. There's you know there's other paths there, but losing obviously this week tomorrow to Baylor is uh, the easiest. That's what I'm counting on. All right, brother Brian, we went at it with Wake Forest, NC State. I like Wake Forest to win that conference. You like NC State, Parlay Kid. You like Wake Forest tomorrow. It's two and a half and sixty six. Boy, these two and a halves. Very strange with these two and a halfs, the home team giving two and a half, both in college and pro. I know we're going to get bit in one of these, but I'm taking the favorite, the Demon Deacon, Sam Hartman versus Devin Leary, uh, two sophomores going at Hartman, five touchdowns, the last game uh, and a loss against North Carolina. Second time he's had five touchdowns in the game. Look for Christian Beal Smith, 107 rushes for 533 yards, seven touchdowns this year. NC State 1-10 in their last 11 games on the road versus Wake Forest, who averages 41 at home. I think they get slightly less than that. 38-31, Demon Deacons, 9-4 against spread last 13 home games. Give me Wake Forest. Parley Kid, you like that too? I'm in agreement with you here, Sal. Uh, Wake Forest has not been held to under 35 points in any game this year. This is kind of offense versus defense, where Wake Forest offense is, is superior. NC State's defense is superior. I'll take the offense in this battle. Uh, I think it really comes down to just the home field advantage in this game. Uh, and uh, Hartman's been tremendous all year. Could Wake Forest, the only thing I worry about is after that loss last week, how do they handle this game mentally? Um, you know, I, I'm that worries me a little bit here, Sal. Uh, you know, but I do think they get this one back. Their offense is just too powerful. North Carolina State cannot keep up offensively. Wake Forest puts up 40-plus points. They win this game 41-34, Sal. Oh, all right. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. There's going to be some good. I think the three games we previewed are going to be uh, excellent mm -hmm. for some reason, unless Penn State just shits the bed <laughs> like they normally do. But uh, all right. Let's go Sharp Tank. Brother Brian, I went with you. Yeah, don't. Stop. On Just what? Stop. Tuesday? Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, don't. You, you, don't. Went, you went with nephew nephew Michael, Mikey Meatballs, Buffalo. They looked like a high school team the other day. Yeah, that Vantrese, the quarterback, was hobbling the whole game. He ended up going out in the second quarter. I mean, although they were losing that game anyway, they couldn't stop them for shit. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, don't back me for a little while, please. please. All right, we'll bounce back here. Maybe I like something. Are you going <laughs> SEC game under? Yeah, I'm going SEC under. Um, I am <laughs> taking the uh, Texas A&M yeah. Ole Miss under 55 and a half. I'm not sure if Harry started this. I think he did. But uh, ever since he backed the Ole Miss overs, these games have gone under. Uh, so they've gone mm, under in four right. straight. They've gone under Corral, four no st- touchdown passes. Oh, that's the thing, right? They, I always look at his touchdowns like it's over under two and a half. He's not even coming close to even one. Uh, but yeah, under four straight, and it's not even close, right? These games have gone under by an average, mm-hmm. <laughs> under their over-unders Nuts. by an average of 24 points per game in those wow. four games. Way under. Um, and then, you know, the total's down now in this game against AM, but AM's a great defensive team. We saw what they did against Auburn. They're going to look to run the ball, AM, because Ole Miss struggles against uh, against the run. And, and the funny thing is, Ole Miss defense actually has played pretty well in these games. So yeah. I'm going under 55 and a half. All right. Let's stay in the SEC, Harry. You going Tennessee over, Jordan. Oh, this is dangerous. You like him plus 20 and a half. I do like him plus 20 and a half. Listen, Sal, I, I didn't like Tennessee when we went over a totals beginning of the season, but you backed uh, you backed Tennessee, and they've done okay this yeah. season. Look, five wins. In all five wins, they've scored at least 38 points. Uh, and every year also, at some point, even these real good teams, even Bama, even Clemson, you get that closer than expected game. And Georgia hasn't had that yet. Is it Sunday or mm-hmm. Saturday? I don't know. I think it could be here. The Vols. Just one in Lexington. They put up 45 points versus Kentucky, who's ranked 18th in the country. Quarterback Hendon Hooker, 21 touchdowns, just two picks. He's got four more rushing touchdowns. The Tennessee has a very balanced offense. 22 receiving touchdowns, 21 rushing touchdowns. Bring on the dogs, at least with the 20 and a half. Let's go Rocky Top, plus the 20 and a half. I'm taking the balls. I will say Tennessee is one of the more fun teams to watch. Uh, maybe it's because I have uh, our lunatic friend, uh, Brad, is a big fan of the Volunteers. I think his uncle played for Tennessee like in 1926 or something, <laughs> something crazy. Uh, he loves the Vols, and I'm getting texts from him. Vols, just, just be V-O-L-S, V-O-L-S. I'll, I'll see it like six times over. 28 points in four possessions. 26 mm. points in four possessions, three possessions. Like, uh, it'd be crazy. Uh, and then our other lunatic, even more of a lunatic, Johnny Knoxville, back and forth with me every week. He had picked the, I'm not saying he took Tennessee every week, but he picked their game right five weeks in a row. Finally lost. He took Kentucky last mm. week and he was a, and he's a Tennessee fan. So I don't know. We're going to have to, I have to find out what uh, Knoxville and Brad, who yeah. also probably should have I'm their a, own podcast. I'll, I'll text Brad. I'm going to text Brad yes. money line on the vaults. I'm going to text him money line. See what All he right. says. All can, right. See what can he we says. think about that? Says. That's a good podcast to have. Um, yes, yeah, really great. good. Oh, Heck yes. And by the way, uh, I, I'm sorry. My A&M Ole Miss game has gone to 56 and a half since we've been talking. So give give wow. me the under 56 and a half, although that doesn't sound good. The fact that they over under went up a point <laughs> well, here. since. Let's stay on. Maybe it'll go to 65. <laughs> let's see what happens. All right, Parley Kid, you're taking us out of tomorrow <laughs> and into Sunday with the Patriots, your favorite team. They really are your favorite AFC team. I, they are. They are my favorite NFC team. <laughs> um, yeah, if well, you I, lived out here, you, you wanted them to beat be. Dallas. You wanted them against Dallas. They no, come on, come on. Oh, come on. You know, stop it. Uh, but listen, uh, I did win my sharp tank uh, the other night. Lillard over yeah. twenty four and a half points. Nice. I just keep that the sharp tank stuff rolling. Sal, don't let's not be fooled with uh, one game here by the Browns. 
uh, against uh, Cincinnati last week. Uh, several of their touchdowns, one, the 99-yard touchdown return on an interception. Yep. 70-yard touchdown run by Chubb. 60-yard touchdown uh, pass to uh, Peoples-Jones. New England doesn't give up big plays, right? So uh, we're not going to see that in this game from them. Uh, in fact, uh, the 41 points the Browns scored the other day really doesn't really talk about their offensive output, which was really not uh, overwhelming by any means. It was actually rather average. Uh, right. This Patriots defense is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, Jones is emerging. He's not a superstar yet, but he's solid. He gets the job done. I don't think without uh, Chubb, no Chubb, no Hunt. Uh, I don't think a combination of Mayfield and Dearness Johnson gets it done against this Patriots team. Patriots mm. do just enough. They cover this one and a half. Something like, you know, 24-17, 24-20. Pats win here, Sal. It, I, look, All right. The, the, to me, the Pats are very close to us talking about them in a few weeks of just a team that you do not want to play. You don't want to. I don't think you want to play them. They're, well, they're for playing sure. very well. Yeah, I mean, first of all, they could win the division, right? Uh, what are they, plus 440? Do we go over this to win the to win the um, AFC East? Like, I didn't like the I didn't like the Bills at minus 750. Uh, they're minus 700 now. The Pats are plus 440 to win the division. They're a half a game out, and they still play the Bills. I, I don't know. I, I, I hate it. I thought the Bills were going to run away with it. I don't think that's a good number. I know they'll dispose of the Jets. They should. And then everyone will be like, all right, they're back. But just can't trust that team right. just yet. Uh, you may remember like 20 minutes ago, I took the Pats over the Browns. So I do like that pick. Let's mix it up, though, Harry. I'll go with you and the Tennessee Volunteers right. for our friends Brad and and uh, and Johnny Knoxville, plus 20 and a half over Georgia Bulldogs. All right, babyface Joel Salmon. You have anything to add? What were you saying before about, about Coach PK? Oh well, I, I mean, I, I, Coach PK would never be caught wearing uh, what Belichick wore last weekend. But <laughs> yeah, I, I love this season that so far that Darren can talk himself into any Cowboys win. He'll talk himself into, and Brian is the exact opposite. He will talk himself out of it every time. <laughs> this is the truth. This is the truth. We really should have the same perspective because we've had these loser teams over the years, but I don't know, Parley kid. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just oh. see it? Can you see it with the Falcons and the Broncos last week and then uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders? Boy, I just don't. Let's not go on a skid here. No. Oh, Brian, what were you no, going to say? No, Parley kid's much more optimistic than I am as a person. Anyway. Barry. <laughs> All right. Your statement Harry, of the year. The, where'd you get the Ireland shirt? What is that? Ken, Ken, down, Ken, bought, Ken bought it for me. I don't know what I was wearing. Okay. Uh, Ken bought it. I knew, you know what? I knew the answer. I don't even know why I have asked. <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, we will be back on Monday. Check us out. We'll put up graphics if this was all too uh, too complicated to remember. Mikey Meatballs is on that. He, Eddie Spaghetti, good job by you guys. Babyface Joel Solomon, Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na